You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hail cheaters and welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Good. Nice to see you, Josh. I feel like it's been a while. Uh, here we yeah. are back in the, the preseason saddle and we're going to get down to it talking about four words this, yeah. uh, on this week's episode. And Josh, I feel like I have been falling all over Premier League Summer League matches this weekend. Mm-hmm. Watched Arsenal and Manchester United yesterday, Fulham Brentford today. Just yep. finished uh, Aston Villa Newcastle. I've seen like yep. half the forwards on our on our uh, <laughs> on our agenda here. Damn. Score goals this weekend. Well, and this Friday, you and I are going to Red Bull Stadium in uh, in New Jersey to watch uh, Newcastle Brighton. Correct? So, yes, exactly. Well, so we're, we're going to see what Undav is all about on Friday. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, it's good to be back. I wanted to. I had a, a personal, as you as you briefly mentioned last week's spot. I, I, I unfortunately had a, a completely out of the blue family issue that 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 took me away for about a week or so, and so it's very good to be back not ideal timing perhaps with the uh, beginning of the season but you can't always plan for these things can you brandon so that's that's where uh, we are didn't uh, didn't uh, keith richards keith richards mid mick jagger was the one singing he said you can't always get what you want josh <laughs> keith might have written that though <laughs> most likely he did he did actually write that uh so uh yeah but it's gonna be back and thanks so much today for going on last week's podcast i really appreciate him doing that i really i, I thought it was a very fun conversation too. you guys covered a lot of different topics on this pod and so uh so we've done a couple pods now where we've covered um you know sort of general thoughts about fantasy about about fpl yeah uh, we did a youtube clip where we watched we <laughs> you and i unboxed some old cards from from 10 years ago we have more of those cards we'll be doing that again very soon but we realized it is now time for us to move forward to look ahead to the 2023 (laughs) we have have actual fantasy squads to put together here josh sooner or later at some point (laughs) there have been times when we've been so focused on getting stuff out at the start of the season that i really didn't actually sit on put together my own team until like the day before yeah, right. and then something like the panic, the panic starts to settle in. So, uh, so we're starting, this is a, a three part season preview that we're doing. So we're mixing up a little bit this year from previous years. What we're doing now is, uh, today we're going to be doing our top 10 forwards for the 2023, 2024 season. This is a definitive ranking, Brandon. This is not, uh, yeah. this isn't just you and I, uh, you know, writing things down on a, uh, you know, a, a word document. This no. is us crunching numbers and we'll even we'll even talk about the criteria that we used so we're going to do that forwards today midweek this week we back with midfielders Mm -hmm. the end of the week so 
several days from now, <laughs> we will be back talking about defenders and goalkeepers. So over the course of about a week or so, we're going to look at our top 10 rankings for every position category in the fantasy game. Hopefully it's very useful for us. I know just putting this together and talking this through with you over the last couple of days, yeah. it's very useful to me just to think about, um, well, A, I mean, dig into the transfer market, see who's coming through, uh, thinking about, you know, you and I were just talking before we started this pod today, what's the situation at Fulham, right? Yeah. Like what's, what's happening? Raul Jimenez, welcome aboard, right? Like a lot, there's a lot going on that if, yeah. you, if you're not, Mass if you're chaos. not, if you're honestly, yeah, exactly. If you're not necessarily putting together running notes for a podcast, you may not actually know some of the things that are happening right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, so hopefully this podcast will be useful for, for you. And what we're going to do this, we're going to do this countdown style. So we're going to start with number 10. Uh, our, our number 10 rated forward, and then we're going to move up to number one, okay? And this is, um, the, the, the goal here are to think of these players for the entire season. So yeah. at mid-year, right, around, you know, when the fest fixtures wrap up, perhaps, we will review this and yes. see just how right we were, which is yeah. going to be great, I think, because I, I, I can't imagine we'll have anything wrong. And I think it's going to be very cool. Well, It'll be basically like an hour-long victory lap, but I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> there will be no tweaking of the uh, formula of any kind, I, I'm sure. But yeah, I, I highly I, doubt it. Yeah. I, I, I like the idea of going through what our criteria was because we are using, you know, there are lots of um, optostat-driven tables out there, and we have... Just a very always cheating categories here. Cheetah. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> always yeah. cheetahs, and that that runs the gamut from: uh, Do they play? Uh, are they going to mm-hmm. score goals? To how much how much fun do you have when you actually have these players in your fantasy team? Which um, yeah. I feel like when I start game week one every season, there's always going to be at least one player that's like the player for me that I have in my squad. Yeah. Who exactly. is? I have them just because I think they're going to be fun. Now it's mm-hmm. a it's a roll of the dice whether those players pan out or not. But it is a crucial part of our formula for these position previews. Yeah. It's like those directors. You do one Marvel movie and then you get one for you, right? Yeah. You know, it's sort of that's yeah. You get you always have want to have one player in your in your squad that you really care about. So the the criteria that we use, we we did actually we weighed these different ways. I don't want to get into all of that. You know, some of this stuff's proprietary, right? We had to, uh, <laughs> you know, we mailed. Uh, a letter to ourselves holding up today's newspaper yeah. with those rankings. Yeah. Uh, you know, we actually got it printed in the paper. So you, if you go to the, uh, what is the, like the Brooklyn Irish times? The Brooklyn we, Eagle. We, yeah. We, yeah. When we ever got, we got incorporated. We had to uh, go post our uh, a business big day somewhere. For us, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. So um, I won't get into the, the actual rankings that we use, but I, I will list the the factors when you, you started to note them already. But um, the criteria that we use, we're going to use this across the board for um, all of the different uh, position categories. Um, but, you know, we'll focus on forwards in this week's pod. Uh, it's a historical performance. And that doesn't necessarily include doesn't necessarily mean just the Premier League. Um, that's a, a mix of performance in uh, uh, in the Premier League or, or kind of outside. Like someone like Nkuku, of course, is a terrific talent. Someone we're really excited about mm-hmm. want to see him in the Premier League. Obviously has no you know, Premier League performance category, but we can't. We don't want to ding him completely for that. Obviously, right. um, even though there are obviously stories of, of Bundesliga imports who have not worked out. Although of course there's plenty of counterexamples uh, to that too. Certainly none of them went uh, through Chelsea, yeah. did they, Josh? That never happened. 
Yeah, exactly. I can't think of any um, outside of uh, uh, yeah. you know the name the of you, two, yeah, Verner, one of his yeah, one of his teammates. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, one of his former teammates. Uh, high ceiling. So basically, um, and again, a lot of this is fantasy focused, right? And so you know, could you captain this player? Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a that's a big factor. Is their ceiling high enough that you could really consider captaining them? Um, high floor is is another factor that we another factor that we thought about and and part of it here is uh rotation risk right uh, for a lot of these players uh the floor is quite low right <laughs> right i mean uh julian alvarez is an incredible talent but his floor is pretty darn low when you consider there's a good chance there could be a lot of one pointers you know thrown in there uh so that was a factor as well uh value right just what kind of points do you want to expect you know what do you expect from their you know, for their price, are you getting a good value? And in some cases, like Holland, it just doesn't matter. But in other cases, it's 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 a pretty crucial factor. Um, uh, squad quality, and to me, this I think this is an important factor, uh, especially because people move around a lot. So a lot of the players in our in our, in, you know, like a lot of teams have changed too, right? I mean, um, you look at the way that Aston Villa have changed under Unai Emery, and I yeah. think that's that's something that's really important to consider when you think about someone like Ali Watkins, right? It's how much that how much he's going to be helped by having just a much better squad around him. Um, is he fun to own? As you noted, we needed a little talisman, you know, a uh, quotient uh, thrown into our, our yeah. ranking systems. Uh, and then we um, basically uh, took a bunch, looked at a bunch of risk factors, right? So uh, risk of injury, risk of rotation, risk of suspension, um, risk of possibly leaving via transfer, mm-hmm. looking at you, Harry Kane, <laughs> right? So there's a lot of different risk factors that, that we wanted to weigh here as well. So um, that's, that was, so we've, kind of put it all into a uh you know stew a, a cosmic gumbo if you will brandon <laughs> and uh we came up with our top 10 so this is this is what our numbers spit out brandon so you know yeah. uh, do i want to you know i was i surprised you know to see where holland ended up in this top 10 you know you bet i was you know but but, some, but it, was, it was it was pretty interesting to when it all came together so we're going to start with 10 and move our way up to one in this this ranking yeah and and, and genuinely uh yeah there are some surprises and some not so surprises in this but putting it together i think we agree we we learned something at least about our approach to evaluating yep. players and then uh basically I'm, I'm, there's one player in particular that is really challenging me and how i have put my teams together historically so i want to talk a little yep. bit about that all right so i'm looking forward to going through that top 10 let's do a little bit of housekeeping before we get to the uh to that table super league uh, league code. You all listening to Always Cheating need to be a part of the Super League. Uh, it's growing day by day. The code is A63ECL. So if you're a listener to the Always Cheating podcast, this is free and open to everybody. Or just go to alwayscheating.com. There's a big auto join link right at the top of yeah. our homepage. But again, that code is A63ECL. I know. I wish they'd let you customize those, right? Wouldn't it be cool if you could just go to Use you know like a, like one of those deals like use code cheating at checkout right, <laughs> yeah, right. it's like an eight hundred number the, yeah exactly we're gonna talk about the hub in a second you just get to use code always right nice and nice yeah, and simple right very easy um, so um, but yes uh, Patreon uh, Patreon.com slash always cheating is where you can support the podcast again we're moving to this stuff very quickly this time around Brandon because we really want to get into these uh, yeah. rankings and we know that sometimes this housekeeping section can go a little long uh, but. Talk strategy. Um, I uh, I got some very nice uh, notes from a lot of people on Discord um, over the last few days, and so very, very, very.
very sincere thank you uh, to everybody um, uh, as related to me being out for, for a while. And um, yeah, you get an extra podcast each week. Um, we have uh, a million different mini leagues, some cash, you know, Brandon, we don't, we don't condone that cash league. We would never do that ourselves. We don't even run a cash league, Brandon. But we I don't know, have we any know money. some. I don't have any. We don't have any money. Okay, <laughs> but in theory, there are some cash leagues that you could join out there, or just leagues that are fun. Uh, I know our friend Eric Sibbles proposed this kind of unique way to play that I had never. Um, uh, see, like I never heard anybody describe it that way before, and so you, you know, can only his, his idea was you can only captain a player once throughout right. the entire season, and so if you yeah. captain Holland game week one, you can never yep. captain him again. So hey, good luck with that admin, Eric. But I'm excited to be a part of the league. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a very exactly very very fun idea, and I'm sure that's not a new idea, but it was it was new to me, and so yeah. I think that's a fun that that's a fun one, and so uh, lots of lots of really cool stuff happening there. And again, extra podcast each week. And we've really, you know, we listen to our patrons. The, our goal this season is to have a lot more guests on the pod this, this, this time around. So have lots of different voices joining us for those midweek pods um, as the season yeah. um, goes, goes on. Yes. And uh, thank you to um, a couple of new uh, Patreon supporters, John Harvey and Emery Saka for, um, for joining this week. Yeah, and we are very excited to uh, partner with Fantasy Football Hub during our preseason content for FPL. A lot of you have heard of the Hub, uh, and a lot of you have used. We were talking with Dave last week. He's a longtime user of the Hub. If you're not familiar, it's really a one-stop shop for all of your FPL needs in terms of rating your team, looking at team reveals from some of the great fantasy minds in the community, uh, pulling up Fancy Football Hub's amazing contextual fixture ticker with their own type of uh, fixture difficulty ratings. And the future is here, Josh. We're going to talk about the always cheating proprietary AI that has generated mm-hmm. fun factors for forwards going into FPL. <laughs> Football Hub, like, legit has an AI uh, backing their system, and it's free for their members to use to get your FPL teams rated. And amazing offer from Fantasy Football Hub. If you don't win your mini league and you're a member, uh, you will get your membership feedback at the end of the season. Terms and conditions apply. The deal for you, the always cheating listener, is you can try the Hub 50% off of your membership at any tier, so just go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk slash always. There's that beautifully elegant uh, code word you were talking about, Josh. Fantasyfootballhub.co.uk uh, slash always for 50% off membership at any tier. Highly encourage you all to check that out. Yeah, 100% agreed. And uh, I know Dave mentioned the uh, the team reveals when he was on last week's pod. It's just, you know, as... as Reddit is at war with itself, and Twitter is kind of the same way. And it's like I think I think websites are back, Brandon. I think <laughs> the we, you know, like we need more regular websites. So uh, yeah, fantasyfootballhub.co.uk is always where you can go. Um, so let's take a break. Then we'll get back. We're going to run through our top ten forwards for the 2023-2024 FPL season. All right, Brandon, we're back. So if if you skipped all the way ahead and you missed our uh, our, our description of our proprietary model and us mailing ourselves our Dewey defeats Truman newspaper whatever we whatever we whatever we did to make sure that no one can steal this this model from us I think I just lo- I locked the Google sheet that that's that's, that's all I did so yeah. as long as you don't know my email address uh, <laughs> yeah you gotta get that um, so, dual factor but, authentication going so I mean. ex- yeah exactly yeah, we need two factors so uh, but yeah if you um, 
uh, yeah, go back to the six minute mark. We talked a little bit about our, our formula, but uh, once again, we're running through our top 10 forwards. It's for the entire season, Brennan. You'll see why I note the entire season right at the start here, because uh, one of the things you and I went back on a little bit, back and forth on a little bit, was what to do with the Brentford forwards. Mm-hmm. And Brentford are a very interesting team because they are basically the model club, right? It's like brilliantly run. They've got a great manager. They have a lot of plug and play options. Um, you know, they, they buy well and, um, you know, kind of consistently exceed it. They're just like, a, they're like a very easy club to support, like a, yeah. a great second club, right? It's like, I, did, I sort of, I feel like if I'm just watching two random, if I'm watching Brentford play virtually any team, I'm sort of pulling for Brentford in that match, right? Uh, assuming I can turn my fantasy brain off, which, yeah. you know, is pretty hard, but I do, I do try. Um, so, uh, but they have, um, they have two forwards. Uh, so our, our, our top 10, we're starting things off a little we're always cheating brandon we were cheating a little bit right here (laughs) right here at the start yeah yeah so 10th as a it's a tie for 10th between ivan tony at 8 million and johan wissa at 6 million Mm -hmm. ivan tony all-around brilliant player as 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 we all know um very fun player to watch right Uh, a little bit like gabriel jesus very willing to track back unselfish happy to you know he's great passer um had 20 goals he's great pen taker too uh, 20 goals and four assists last year. Um, so it's kind of, you know, it was the second year in the premier league and he, he had a, he had a pretty good freshman campaign and then really stepped it up yep. last year. But, uh, so this all sounds great, Brandon. Um, what's, <laughs> However, what's the catch? Why, why is he 10th on our list? Yeah. Our man <laughs> is suspended until mid January, January 17th, yeah. which, uh, puts us at game week. 22, I think is when he can 22. come back, uh, into, okay. into our thinking. So out of 38 game weeks, that's not great. That's not great yeah. at all. So everything that we could say about how good Tony is makes no difference until after the festive yeah. fixtures have come and gone. And now this could be an interesting opportunity for us. You know, there will be lots of uh, unmanaged fantasy teams that we're trying to leapfrog at that point of the season that won't yep. have Tony and we could use that to our mm-hmm. advantage. I wonder yep. if uh, if people who aren't paying attention uh, might sell them off at the start of the season. We can get Ivan in January at like 0.1, 0.2 cheaper than than we could at the start yeah, of the season. I wonder. That's a good question. At least, yeah, somebody like will probably like bury him or you know, or I, like a big Brentford supporter. So I don't. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there's. I, I haven't yeah. seen any like auto pick versions of teams with Tony in there, and the the red flag yeah. that you immediately see, I think, is 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 it's not going to be that big of a factor. Yeah. Um, but Wissa, who I he he looks pretty decent against Fulham in the summer series to get uh, today they were playing in Philadelphia Fulham yep. won three to two uh it was uh, an interesting match but Vissa was very heavily involved and Bomo playing out on the right uh in a supporting mm-hmm. role a la Mo Salah with Vissa being more central and I saw him yep. often at the back stick you know doing a little bit of cleanup uh sometimes dropping out to the 18 to pick up the ball uh, and you you know here in our notes, Josh, that he kind of had a, a surprising emergence toward the end of last season when yeah. uh, Brentford needed to call on him. And he, I mean, even during Brentford's first campaign in the Premier League, 
Fissa would pop up and seem to be pretty productive whenever he would have a, a substitution. So yep. uh, 100 points he broke into that club last yeah, season. Yeah, he had 100, 111, I think, all told. That feels like, uh, you know, I love numerology, Josh, and 111, that feels like a good omen <laughs> Do to you me. love numerology? I didn't know that. <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> well, wait, here's the thing. Okay, so What's you had your favorite a, number? Seven. No, five. Yeah. What's your, what, 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 what day were you born? Were you born I was born on, the I was born, I'm September 5th, so that's where okay. five comes okay. from. Yeah. I'm thinking we've got yeah. seven yeah. on the brain because um, uh, Wissa scored. He yeah. scored. But here, here I'll blow your mind. <laughs> so Vissa yeah. scored 111 points. Last season, mm-hmm. he scored seven goals with four assists. Seven yep. plus four equals 11, which is 1-1. One, one. So you've got 111 Ooh. points on 11 attacking returns. Uh wow. Okay. It's all, I'm just it's saying all, it's all lining up. Yeah. And he's cheap, right? He's he's six million overall. I mean, he's 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 very affordable. I I, I mean, I, you know, it's always hard to tell when you're looking at transfer rumors. I was trying to look before this pod. I I I really like going to transfer market. It's a great spot to to like they did this thing where they kind of weigh all of the transfer rumors that are out there and so you can kind of get a sense of like, oh, okay, man, you are looking at um, who's that, you know, that, that 20 year old that they're looking at right now. It's like, okay, there's a you know, 70% chance of it happening or whatever, but you know, it doesn't really seem Hoyland, like Brentford are, about, right? yeah, yes, yes. And it doesn't seem like, um, at the moment, at least that we never know, right. Cause the, the last couple of weeks of the transfer window, things can change quickly, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem at the moment like there's a eminent replacement for WIS coming in. And so, um, you know, a 6 million forward on a, you know, kind of, borderline yeah. top half of the table club that's that's a good price and he mm-hmm. you know had two goals and two goals and one assist in the final three matches uh last season once Ivan Tony began a suspension right so he kind of immediately stepped in and started uh producing he was reclassified as a midfield or now he's a forward in the game so um that does leave me with with two questions for you Brandon this, sure. I, I'm going to go back to Ivan Tony for a second here okay question number one is does Ivan Tony's price drop below eight million by the time by the time he returns on January seventeenth, or is he still eight million? Right. Does the game actually lock his price with the red yeah. flag, or is he subject yeah. to market? I guess changes? I hadn't even. I guess I hadn't even thought of that as being more of a technical question. I was just curious whether you thought his <laughs> price would drop. But yeah, I, maybe that is a technical. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, often my, I'm inclined to not give uh, you know the quote unquote casual players of fantasy a lot of credit. In this case, mm-hmm. I do think you have to be living under a rock to not know that Ivan yeah, Tony has had knows, this right. M- yeah. M- major historical gambling suspension. And um, so I, I genuinely don't think his price is going to drop. If it does, it would randomly be by point one, point one through maybe some bot involvement of yeah. dra- drafting teams. I'm not sure. All right. So qu- question two is then, so he's back for, I think you said game week 24. Is that right? 22. Like that. 22. 20, 22. Okay. So that's, that's you're getting close to, it's almost half the season, a little less than half the season. Do you think, and I assume once he gets back, he'll be he'll be slotted right back in. He sort of left on a pretty positive note, you know, with the club. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that Ivan Tony finishes in the top ten for FPL forwards <laughs> in terms of total points uh, this season? Does he it's, crack the top ten even in yeah. half a season? Just just to preface that, I do think it's a very fascinating situation for the club Brentford to be in because what are they what do they do? So Ivan Tony really is integral to the club so he's missing half the season 
would they bring in a new number nine to fill in? Because then that's kind of a a knock on Doesn't Tony. Doesn't seem like they are. And he yeah. couldn't. I'm just saying, like, from a personality perspective, that would put Tony yeah. in, a, in a miserable position because he'd be like, well, now I have to fight my way back into the team. Now, granted, you could say, like, well, you deserve it, Tony. Like, you, you got yourself into the situation. Yeah. Um, so it actually does make our position as fantasy managers pretty cut and dry. I agree with you, Josh. Not going to bring anybody in for all these reasons. It makes Vissa and, and Bomo really interesting options. How fired up is Tony going to be? He seems to be, you know, he he and Mitro have faced off in the championship and um, in their West London derbies. And he he has a similar sort of fire in his belly for scoring goals and uh, just winning, I think. Yeah. I would not be surprised to see him in the top ten if forwards have just came back into the division like a house on fire yeah. with a point to prove. He is going to be, I assume, doing some pretty high high octane uh, octane uh, training while he's oh, out yeah. of it's the first be team. Like, I'm thinking Rocky Four. I mean, his name is Ivan. Right? Yeah, he's so doing all he's the Ivan under Drago style. He's yeah. under the water yeah. in a swimming pool, like throwing punches and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, now, exactly. match match fitness is like a whole thing. And now, is that a worry? Like, if he comes back, is he not he's not going to be fully match fit? I he's not. I don't. He doesn't feel like that sort of player. To yeah, me, that that's he a probably concern. has to stay away from the club too. Yeah. So I, that's a good question. I don't. I don't know. But to, but to focus on the on the on the present, I think. Uh, uh, Johan Wiss is only in 3.8% of teams right now. He's 6 million. They have three home matches in their first four, right? They play Spurs, Palace, and Bournemouth at home. And fill him away in game week two. Um, so I wouldn't be too scared of that match. I think that he's probably, I mean, obviously Mbomo has been talked about a lot, but I, I think that if you're looking for a cheap forward, I, I think Wissa is, Wissa or Vissa, we may, well, I'm, I'm going to go with Wissa as an Amer- sure. American in Mangle's words, right? But I think that I think that he could be a really interesting punt. We talked about having a, one player for you at the start of the season. And I think maybe you go with him. I mean, he's, he's also 0.5 million cheaper than Mbomo. So if money is a factor, that could be something to weigh as well. Oh, yeah. And he's only, I would say, uh, I'm looking at Edward in my current draft, my loosely, hastily put together draft. And he's only, the other way to look at it is he's only 0.5 more than somebody like Edward. So, um, yeah. yeah. And and, and that's where these ratings come in that we put together, like team team quality, the Brentford team quality, we would rate, rate more highly than a team like Crystal Palace. And and Thomas Frank is he doesn't play I guess he, he did some fiddling with his midfield last year, but on the whole I think he he's likes to stick with his attackers in a particular formation. Yep. Yeah, that's I think it's um it's it's worked surprisingly well. Uh, maybe because they don't they don't tend to have European commitments and so it's a little easier to stick with stick with that, right? Mm-hmm. You just can't do that with like a like we'll see what Arsenal do this year, right? When they when they have uh um you know Champions League matches uh, mm-hmm. again. We'll talk more about that with Newcastle too because I think that's a really important thing to to consider. But let's move on to player number 9, Brandon. Drum roll. Julian Alvarez mm-hmm. is our number 9 player, a 6.5 million Man City forward who would be starting for literally every other team mm-hmm. in the Premier League and is I don't know probably going to start. I mean like they they have lost uh, a number of very good players over the last, uh, you know, uh, couple of weeks uh, or the last month or so. I mean, many of them to, to Saudi Arabia. And so I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 
at the moment, it's just hard to say, right? He had nine goals and three assists in the Premier League last year, just to get into the numbers themselves. Um, 17 goals and five assists overall. I think that's important to note. I mean, he really was terrific. And, and you know, he's one of those players who also did a lot in um, the World Cup, right? Mm-hmm. He played, played great in the World Cup as well. Um, he could very easily make a mockery of this ranking, right? Being only ninth overall at 6.5 million playing for Man City. Uh, but he also needs to show that it'll be a consistent enough starter mm-hmm. to have every week FPL value. It is very unfun to go into, <laughs> <laughs> to go into a Premier League season. Yeah. You have done, I remember you did this with, um, I can't remember who the player was now, um, but I think it was an Arsenal player. And it's probably soccer. It game- We're back in the Wenger mm-hmm. era soccer. Yeah, it was somebody who basically uh, it was, it became a very hot fantasy asset and then just literally just stripped and start game week one. Yeah. And there's just it's just always an annoying feeling to not have a player that you feel confident is going to start week in and week out. And some people are more tolerant of that than others. Um, I really dislike it myself just because it's I just I find it so unfun to be stressed out about it, you mm-hmm. know, going into the you know, the weekend. But what, what are your thoughts on Alvarez? Either yeah. in terms of you know starting spot or or just you know in general. Well, so Kevin De Bruyne is there's uh, an impact that his fitness this season I think could have on our fantasy teams because so in the Champions League final, De Bruyne goes off and Phil Foden comes in and plays in his position does really well. But we saw in many matches where De Bruyne didn't start in the Premier League, Pep would start uh, Alvarez alongside. Um, playing off of Erling Holland, so you could get Holland and Alvarez starting together. And so again, with De Bruyne's, you know, fitness uh, and his hamstring, we don't know uh, how well that's going. Is Alvarez set up to get more minutes this season? Uh, he he very well could. And at six point five, yeah. I think it's a great price. I there is this temptation. To, yeah, bring Alvarez in game week one, and he's just kind of there waiting in the wings for when you need him. The problem is, is the way the game the way the game is played is you'll probably just end up leaving Alvarez on the bench when he goes off and start him when he, when, um, he doesn't play. Yep. That's, that's generally yep. the, the Murphy's Law that happens there. I think the 6.5 price tag is, is really sexy for Alvarez. I... Uh, Additionally, how many Man City players am I even going to have in my team? Uh, right now, I only have one. Yeah. So I feel like there yeah. is room to take a, take a chance on Alvarez. Uh, so yeah. I like him. And, and he, is, he is captainable, particularly if, yeah. there, if there is a run where Holland has some injury and we know he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Alvarez becomes a very captainable differential player. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, a popular game week 38 captain uh, mm-hmm. you know, among, among, among some people who are trying to be a little bit different. And, uh, you know, Holland didn't end up that God, the end of that season for Man City was the ultimate chaos. It was really you couldn't own anybody uh, yeah. at the end of last season. Um, but I think that what, what makes him extra valuable, although it does hurt him as an actual forward in fantasy, is a lot of his value is the fact that he could play minutes not as a forward. Um, and so that does ding him a little bit, right? Like, you know, you've got, Gundo has left. Mares has left. Um, there is space, right? He could, in theory, just play on on the right. Right? Yeah. He could play as a, as a right. As, yeah. he, he could Gabriel, start on the right wing, possibly. Right, Gabriel Jesus did that for a while before yep. he left for Arsenal, and he became a yep. fantasy asset 
there where he wasn't at Man City for a long time. So that's an interesting thought, too. You could also yep. easily make the argument of it doesn't matter if Alvarez starts or not. So he scored 10, 10 goals in, in, in total last season in the Premier League. And yeah. uh, that was on how many starts? Uh, let's see. I'm, pull, I'm pulling up his, his uh, profile right now. He started 13 matches, nine goals, okay. three assists. Uh, yep. He overperformed yep. the XG. Um, I, like, could he just come in off the bench every game week for you and have the opportunity to score a goal? Is, I mean, that, that is why he appears above somebody like Johan Vissa in our rankings. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why he appears above Vissa. Although just the way that my brain works, I, I have to admit, I, I would be a little more inclined to have a player like Vissa than I would Alvarez. And part of it is I feel like there could be times when I want to have three Man City players and maybe I want to have, I mean, Holland is just going to be a given in my squad. I'm the, there's no beat around the bush there. He's going to mm-hmm. be in my squad from game week one. Um, and, probably will have a defender maybe not right i i'm, I'm honestly don't i, I you know we'll, we'll wait until we do our defenders a week from now. i'm going to give myself another week to um stress out about what i'm going to do with my defenders uh but you know sort of you don't want to necessarily be in a position this happens sometimes in fantasy where you you look for a low cost route into a into a really good team mm-hmm. and then suddenly you're like a little stuck you know you're like ah oh, man i really wish i could double up in the man city defense right now but instead i've got to solve this Alvarez problem first, right? I've got to move him for someone to free. And so that, that is a factor as well. Is there, you know, is his value over replacement man city player, yep. you know, and enough, or is it an actually net negative in the end? So that's, I think that's a factor as well. And so I, I'm just not sure if I'm going to have him from game week one, but I think, um, he's a, he's a player who I think will benefit from the community shield. Um, yeah. I finally, I think I finally said it the right way. I did not say charity <laughs> shield, which I always want to No, it hasn't been that for like 10 years, mm-hmm. maybe longer. Um, the, uh, community shield, uh, because I think, we learned a lot last year from the community shield about players like Holland. And so if Alvarez is starting on the right in the community shields, I think that probably will make me and many others really strongly consider him from game week one. And again, he could very easily end up being a top five forward this season if things break the right way. Yeah, I mean, the the only preseason match that City's played that I'm aware of, Cole Palmer was playing out on the right. So, uh, But Alvarez did start in the nine. Uh, okay. Uh, there with Holland yeah, com- coming off the bench and, yeah. and, and scoring yeah. a couple of goals. Uh, but he already has okay. one goal to his name in the preseason. So we're off to a good start. Okay. He's a fun player, too. He, yeah, he's, he's fun to he, own. I feel like he's high. Even with the uncertainty, yeah, he's high in the right? fun factor. Yeah. 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 Easy player to like. He's easy, mm-hmm. easy to root for. I, I like him. Um, all right. Move on to number eight. Uh, a player who I owned a lot last year and uh, I kind of bet on the wrong horse so to speak when it came to new newcastle forwards but nevertheless a very talented player who, who did well in fantasy and i think could do even better this year uh and that is our man isak available for 7.5 million in the game 10 goals and two assists for newcastle last season doesn't seem like much but he effectively only played half of mm-hmm. last season i uh, missed most of the first half with a leg injury the mysterious thigh problem that you, you, mm-hmm. you hear so much about brandon um he <laughs> He is, you know, reasonable price and should be a consistent starter. Question is, are you getting a kind of a little bit Alvarez style, but on a team that doesn't quite score as many goals? Are you getting a reverse 
out of position player, right? So are you getting someone who's classified as forward in fantasy, but is really playing more like a left winger, uh, which he did a, a lot yeah. down the stretch last season. And and does it matter, right? Because Newcastle are going to have this kind of two man, you know, uh, front of the line, right? Yeah. And they're, they're both players you'd expect to score a lot of goals. What was funny is watching the summer series, the uh, game tonight was Villa, Newcastle, and Villa came out of the gates and was battering Newcastle and scored two goals. On them, and then um, Elliot Anderson scored a lovely goal, followed by Isak. Now Wilson's on the bench. Isak is kind of playing uh, more the central striker role, and he scores this like fox in the box, like clean up goal. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I don't really know what to make of this. Isak hasn't yeah. really been super involved, making his own chances, but here he is getting the returns. This is what we value as fantasy managers. Then second half, Isak goes off. Callum Wilson comes on. Anthony Gordon gets the ball, shoots across the goal, forces a save from Olsen, and Wilson scores the exact same goal that Isak scored in the first half. (laughs) And I'm like, guys, you need to help me make a decision here. Now, based on uh, what we're going to find as we go through the rankings is Wilson will make an appearance here. Isak's challenge this season is can he win us over as being – uh, as reliable as we want slash need yeah. him to be, because that would be amazing because he's a little yeah. bit cheaper. But you hinted at this too, the Champions League campaign that Newcastle is going to have to wage and how Eddie Howe has treated the flexibility of having both Isak and Wilson at his disposal. It's yeah. going to be Pep Guardiola levels of frustration of what is the Newcastle yeah. front line going to look like week to week in the Premier League. Yeah. And they have a tricky start at the season as well. I mean, if, if we were just weighing these based on the first four or five fixtures, I, I think these guys, Isak and Wilson would probably be you know, lower. I mean, I, I guess Isak's already pretty low, but looking over the lens of the entire season, I think that it's, I think it makes sense for him to be in the top 10 because I mm-hmm. think he's got 15 plus goal potential in the, in the Premier League this year. Um, but uh, ooh, I wonder if I just popped that pee. Or, I guess it was a B, but it was a B that I said like a pee, Brandon. It was very loud. Um, yeah. What I think is interesting here is that, I mean, Isak and Alvarez are actually very similar players. And I think it's interesting that we're already at the number eight player, right? The number eight and nine players. And we have grave question marks about both of them. <laughs> like it shows how right. weak the forward spot is right now in fantasy that um, we may see some new signings. We talked about, you know, Man United. We'll talk more about uh, some players that didn't make our top 10 because they're just, they're, the question marks are too big. That'll be at the end of the pod uh, after we after we finish our top 10, a handful of players that missed the cut. Uh, but I think it's, you really have to get almost into the top, let's say... I'd say we have to get into the top six, Brandon, before I have like a, a, a six players that I feel really good about. And one of them might leave for Bayern Munich. So we'll right. so it just be five. Um, so, but I, so we'll, let's see what happens with Isak. I, I do enjoy watching him play, though. I think he, um, he had that incredible move, right? The, 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 like the instantly famous move down the left in that, yep. in that, who are they playing? I can't remember. Was it, uh, Southampton or something? It doesn't matter. It's, I, I don't feels recall. like it's always Southampton, yeah. but yeah, let's not pick <laughs> Let them it anymore. Be Southampton. They, got, they, got, they got relegated. Yeah. <laughs> Southampton fans um, aren't listening to yeah. the FPL pods anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, all right, let's move on to our number seven player. This is a player that we're bringing, that we're, that we're doing a little bit, a little bit on faith, Brandon, uh-huh. you know, we're, we're running on faith here a little bit. And that is 
I mean, not, not in terms of his talent, but just in terms of what he's going to do in fantasy. Uh, Christopher and Cuckoo comes in at in seventh. He is 7.5 million. Uh, had a 23 goals and nine assists for RB Leipzig last season. Uh, he joins his Chelsea squad in desperate need of, of a consistent forward option, right? Yeah. Somebody up front. He's traditionally been more of a second striker. Um, you know, I, I sort of thought of him as more of like a kind of number, I don't know, number 10 style, you know, just like a little, he's like behind the, behind the, uh, uh, yeah, number nine. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he could certainly play that. He's, he's, he's not a very tall person for what it's worth. He's, I think he's only like five, eight. So he's, you know, fairly, fairly short player, but, uh, super talented, great, really consistent track record, um, highly rated, uh, lots of champions league experience. Um, uh, has already been doing well in the preseason. I think did he score yeah. uh, over the weekend. He's for, got for Chelsea uh, as well? two goals and two. So they put two five up against Wrexham in an, a non-competitive mm-hmm. match. And then their summer yep. series match yesterday was against Brighton, and it was four uh, three. And Nkuku was playing in the nine spot for what 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 yeah. that's worth. And he was running the channels, and they were looking for him. He looked. Sharp and nine goals in yep. two matches. Is that the Pochettino effect or is that just the summer preseason effect? Yeah. I am very, very tempted to start the season with Nkuku, even though they'll have a tough match against Liverpool right out of the gate. But right out, right the I gate. think at 7.5, he could be incredible value because I, I'm failing yep. to see who the obvious player on Chelsea to start over him uh, in, uh, in the you, forward You're not position. excited about Lukaku? Uh, is he going to do whatever? I, I, I mean, is he, he even going to bother to like, yeah. it's going to be like the Show Grandpa up. Simpson yeah. just walks through the door, puts his hat on the rack and turns around and takes his hat and bat, puts it back on? I, I think so. I think he's one of those exactly, I think it's exactly the case. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it just like at their forwards right now, you have a Bamiang. You know, he's already left for um, um, Marseille or some. some like, I know. The, I feel like the Premier League website has not like like Mares is still available to to buy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess it hasn't been formally announced. Or Mares will not be playing for for Man City uh, yeah, this season. So I, I don't, you know, I don't. But so at some point, these guys need to get red flagged. But yeah. uh, Aubameyang, uh, Broya, Lukaku, um, this guy uh, Nicholas Jackson, who's a uh, highly rated signing, but a real question mark. I, I don't really, you know. I, I, not not nearly I someone that I, I would feel comfortable putting on this top ten list yet. Right. So I think yeah, I think you're I'm with you. I think Nkuku's got the shot. I mean Kai Havertz left as well, right? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of another player who in theory could 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 play up there. And so mm-hmm. I'm excited about about how it's all gonna fit. I mean, I'm just a big Pochettino fan. I did, I've always liked him. I uh, you know, even though even though I'm an Arsenal sport, I just something about his style. Maybe it's me. I just maybe I just like the way he dresses. Honestly, Brendan, who knows? But like I, I, I am a fan. I like yeah. his, his personal style is 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 on point. You know? Yeah, you and he that. he's he seems he just seems like a good dude. Generally, he does seem like a good dude. I agree. So uh, yeah, and we'll talk more about Chelsea, especially when we talk about midfielders. Right? The, the Raheem mm-hmm. Sterling question looms, but. I think that he's, uh, he, and you know, they don't have any, I don't think they have any European commitments next year either, right? There's no, right. Um, they don't even have like a Europa League spot or anything. So if if it works out for him, he could be starting a lot of matches next season. And mm-hmm. uh, so I, I'm with you. I'm kind of excited about him too. I think he's one of the most 
exciting players. And, and for anyone who's never seen him play before, I mean, he's, he's a fun player to watch, right? He's yeah. really, really dynamic. He can, you know, he can get you a point. I mean, as, as evidenced by nine assists last year, right? He yeah. can get you uh, fantasy points in, in multiple ways. The, the point of this rankings, too, is to not go like one by one through the fixtures for all these strikers because this is a season long right. thing. But I do right. want to talk about the fixtures within Cuckoo because some people will be scared off by the season opener home, uh, at, away at Anfield. But the fixtures yep. that follow, West Ham, Luton, Forest, Bournemouth, Villa, Fulham, Burnley, until they get to Arsenal in game week nine. So it's a great run for Poch yeah. to figure out some things, get these players confident. There's going to be goals scored in that run. Yeah, all right. You're getting me excited. I mean, because I, what I don't want to do is own Raheem Sterling. So if I can find another great, way yeah, to Here's an easy way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Luton and Forest home back-to-back game weeks is uh, yeah. is really something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and I need to figure out. I was just actually, I started to look at the calendar. Man, it is, I'm telling you, Brennan, it is hard to plan a, I don't know, you wouldn't think it'd be that hard to plan a five-day trip in the fall, but whew, it is like, uh, it's yeah. tricky. So we're, we're going to figure that out. But we yeah. are coming to the UK this fall. That yes. is a that is an always cheating promise. Yes. That will happen. Yep. Uh, so more to, more to come when you and I can figure that out. Yep. Uh, it's also tricky because we don't know the exact dates and times yet, right? Like uh, some of these, it, it, well, if yeah. you know, not to get too in the weeds here, but ideally you want like a Saturday, Sunday, Monday yeah, or a Friday, right. Saturday, Sunday, so you can fit in a bunch of different, yeah so different am i are we going to have to be in liverpool on sunday or are all these matches yeah. going to be happening in london across saturday and sunday that we want to check out who knows yeah exactly exactly it's a we we often get messages from people who are like i'm planning my uk trip and they're like so how do you get tickets again and i was like well you uh Hook, you plead crook. on the phone <laughs> yeah exactly you you call every friend you know and then you plead on the phone with the ticket office when you can't get what you want or you yeah. pay through your nose for one of these uh what are those things called? The, uh, like, the hospitality. hospitality. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, we had a good experience. The Emirates Arsenal was one, dope. Is, uh, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's a, you just, do just, like just for the private year, bathroom. Like it's worth job. it, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's I forgot about that private bathroom. All right. Anyway, so we're excited about Nkuku. Uh, let's do one more and then we'll, we'll take a break and, and, and do our top five. Brandon, number six is a player who... I think had a, had a great reputational change uh, going into the second half. I think Emery unlocked something. He'd always been a kind of inconsistent fantasy player, and he really came on the second half last season. That is, of course, Ali Oliver Watkins. Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool if his it'd be cool if his first name was Oliver, Ali, and his middle name was Oliver. That would be that'd be incredible. What a great name that would be. Uh, but Ali Watkins, Brandon, let's talk about Ali Watkins. Yeah, he started. was a player that I think we did some back and forth on these rankings of where he was going to fit and where we differ. I believe is honestly in the fun factor, and I think I feel Ali Watkins is more fun to own than you do. Yeah, why do you, why do you think he's unfun? Well, I think it's just a subjective thing to a degree, right? <laughs> Sometimes this, you just not on our spreadsheet that we put together. This is the most objective thing we've ever done and always cheating. That was the one the one mildly <laughs> everything else everything else is, is is us just, you know, I mean, honestly we outsourced this all to, to IBM and, and yeah. other and yeah. we actually thank, we, thank we you, actually, Deep Blue, yes, if you're listening, yeah. Be, yeah. Big Blue. Yeah. Uh-huh. Deep blue, yeah. He took a break from beating uh, he. Well, I'm calling I'm calling AI is by I'm gendering AI now. Uh, but 
<laughs> but yeah, it's, it's very, you know, I think it's, uh, we actually outsource this to a number of companies. We had, we got, you know, with Chevron was involved, uh, you know, all sort of all the fortune 500s weigh in, weighed in on, yes. uh, um, on our rankings. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think sometimes it's just about the week, like for, like for, I am a player who's never had, or man, I, in fantasy, I've never had hung in some at like the right time. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I've never had a good run with him in my team. I, obviously, he's a great player. Obviously, he's had tons of great attacking returns. Whenever I own him, he gets like a red card and uh, <laughs> it misses like golden chance. Of, yeah. It's just, but if, you know, it's just, but it's, I recognize yeah. that it's that it's a subjective thing. Yeah. But uh, it's some, sometimes that does point to a player being streaky, or sometimes it just points to me being irrational. But wh- uh, why, why, why play the, why, why play fantasy at all, yeah. Brandon? If you're just going to be cold and rational about yeah. everything, what's yeah. the what's the point? Right. But I, I think you're onto something with Emery coming in and basically making Watkins a more consistent striker. And it's not like making Watkins himself more consistent. It's be, it's building a more a, a better structure around. Ali Watkins and he was part of the onslaught that Newcastle had to absorb in Sunday's summer series match Ali Watkins scored and Buendia scored Buendia actually looked really really good but it's it's clear again that Watkins will be the focus for Unai Emery's lineup up front now Aston Villa will have European matches to contend with Europa League you rarely see a Premier League team in Aston Villa's position they're usually running their full strength lineup in the Premier League yeah. and the B squad in Europe until the matches uh, in the in that European Second competition start to ramp up. Yeah, yeah. so I, I wouldn't be too fearful of Watkins having his his minutes restricted. But 15 goals, yeah. eight assists last season uh, versus 11 goals and three in uh, the the previous. He's growing in his attacking returns. He is getting better yeah. as the team is getting better. And I think yeah. 8 million is the question mark with Ali Watkins because I think that's it's one of those prices where you realize it feels too expensive. It feels like the wrong price, but at the same time you're like good job FPL, you made me yeah. have to really think about getting him because it's within yeah. the realm of possibility for him to actually earn that 8 million price tag or exceed it, yeah. honestly. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the price because that is the. I think these these rankings. I, I don't want them to be just about value, but I, I don't. I, th- I I agree. I think he's he's properly priced. He's not good value, right? Yeah, right he's right. not a right. But he is. I think. I think because of what he's the consistency that he's shown. Right, double digit goals in his first three seasons. From like, I think it's reasonable to put him above, above and cuckoo, for example, which which we did in these rankings. But, um, but I I, I think that it's. Um, yeah, I mean, part of the problem is, well, it's not even a problem, but the que- the question I have is, are Villa going to continue to get better and better, right? And if they are, then it's it's a fair price. If they're kind of a mid-table-ish squad this year, yeah. right, 8th, ninth, 10th, then that's a lot of money to shell out for a, a player on a, on a mid-table-ish squad. This is, this is part of the exercise. Uh, and Nkuku in, in versus Watkins is a good illustration of it, is to put numbers down to try to quantify what we do or don't like about players the fact is we like Nkuku more but we don't have a a volume of information and Chelsea is 
on a completely different trajectory than Aston Villa is right now. Yeah. Aston Villa just were the much better team uh, last season. Chelsea could turn that around very quickly this season. But we know, based on what we know, Ollie Watkins and Villa are better set up going into the season. Um, yeah. But when we yeah. check in mid-season, yeah, Ollie Watkins is, we're, we're watching you, my friend. We're watching you. He's on the watch list. All right, Brendan, on that note, let's take a quick break. We'll get back and read off the top five in the always cheating forward rankings for the new fantasy Premier League season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Brandon, we're back. Number five in the always cheating top 10 forwards, the 2023-2024 Fantasy Premier League season is mm-hmm. Kodias mm-hmm. Gakpo. Mm-hmm. It's not Kodias, but I wish it was. Cody Gakpo, welcome to the top five of the always cheating rankings. 7.5 million reclassified. He's played he's classified as a midfielder last season. Mostly played as a forward, actually kind of played all over the place. He even did like a kind of a deep lying role. I, I don't know that he'll need to do that. Outfield goalkeeper, that did he do that? Yeah, yeah he should have. That would have been cool. <laughs> it's like it's like often like the last day of the, the the major league baseball season. If a team has nothing to play for, they'll have one guy who plays every position over nine innings. The Tigers have done this before, where it's like they they they'll even pitch the ninth because the, the game is usually. Nine to three. Is that a punishment or a or a happy thing? No, it's it's fun. It's like the the idea is that you get to play left field, center field, right field. Every inning you swap, you know, you switch to a new a new position. 
Um, but anyway, uh, so Cody Gakpo is uh, classified as forward this season uh, at a, a very fair price. Uh, seven goals and three assists after joining the club at midseason. Um, he had 20 goals. At, it's so beautiful. I like the numbers here. 20 goals and 20 assists in 50 club matches last season. 20, 20, 50. Brent, I know you're a big fan of numerology. Sure am, uh, as discussed. So, uh, yeah, as discussed. So I really like that, that 20, 20, 50. I think that's so elegant. Of and, course, and seven you know, goals so, yeah. and, and three assists for Liverpool last season. Seven yep. and three adds up to 10, which is another Ooh, rounded 10, uh, double. 20, 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Wow. Wow, how do you like that? And uh, so there, there we are with with, with Cody Gakpo. It's uh, and seven point five million. If you double that, that's fifteen, Brandon. That's a nice even. I don't know why you double it, but let's say you did. Uh, what's his? I wonder what his number is uh, on on the team. We should. Uh, what is Cody Gakpo? Well, is he? Uh, that um, I can't recall. This. But th- this is a major concern yeah. I have of his. Is that Darwin Nunez was unveiled as Liverpool's new number nine? Um, which oh, that's just for Darwin's <laughs> confidence. He's got no. He's got, he's got, man's got no confidence. But the the like the greatest comp for Gakpo would be Firmino in terms of the role he plays under Klopp, and Firmino was the yeah. number nine. And so it's just it's you know again it's going back to my numerology, it's just very confusing to me. Yeah. <clears throat> but you but you make Played, this point in that he's eighteen. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, which adds up to nine, which is just short of a double digit. <laughs> but you, you make the point in the notes that the the biggest hindrance to Gakpo is the logjam of attackers in Liverpool. Like, yeah, he he's boosted in the rankings. Gakpo is because he has a very good price at seven point five. He's a good player and he plays for one of the best teams. And we would yeah say Liverpool or and, yeah and. and and I would add that Klopp loves him. I think this is an important thing, right? Klopp really values what he brings to the squad. And um, like you said, sort of Firmino style, right? Yeah. He can play different positions. And um, I just think that he's going to be starting virtually all the time. And mm-hmm. um, even even with the log gym, and I think that even even with some slight risk that he might play like a little more centrally, right? Like with Jordan Henderson leaving, this could be more of a concern now. But I do think that Alexis McAllister is um, going to be able to fulfill that role a little bit more as well. And so maybe that frees Gakpo up to play up, up front. I don't know. I mean, sure, it's, it, and Sabazlai will... Right. It, it seems... It, the, 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 the conventional wisdom seems to be that um, McAllister and Sabazlai will be the the pivot of the midfield or yeah, the, basically the, the anchors, the, the whether new, they pivot or not. The new Fabinho slash, um, <coughs> Hendo. who was the, well, yeah, yeah. Hendo, I was thinking of, um, who's the player who, um, the Dutch player who left a couple of seasons ago. Um, well, it's funny cause Cody Gagpo is Dutch. Um, <laughs> you work that in your, your numerology. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm drawing a, I'm drawing a blank, but, um, I, I agree. Probably Klopp's best lineup. This will be the Gigi question. Win, Gigi Winaldum. Sorry, Sorry it took me right. a second. Winaldum, of course, of course, of course. So Cody Gakpo being in his best 11, but if you've got Sabazlai and McAllister basically playing their natural positions in the midfield, and then you've got Jota, Luis Diaz, Darwin, <laughs> Sala, it's just going to be really tough competition, I think. Now, yeah. I and I'm not... I'm. It's not that I disagree with you. I'm just, I, I, I'm treating Go, Cody Gagpo as a, let's see how this plays out for, for a couple of weeks. If you were 9,000,000, 9,500, 
I'd be I'd be totally panicked. I guess again, this is where we're we're, we're looking at things through a longer lens right now, right? We could have just looked at the first six weeks or whatever, and and this this would be a very different podcast right now. But I just feel like this this ranking is a reflection of what I think he's going to be able to do for the squad for for Liverpool this season. And uh, and that I think long term he he he's going to find a way to 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 you know basically nail mm-hmm. down a very a consistent starting. I mean, because Klopp doesn't really rotate that much traditionally, right? Right. I mean, he'll 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 have this like kind of like occasional match where just everybody gets dropped, right? Curtis but Jones gets his gets his birthday game or something. Yeah, exactly. You know, or just like it's a midweek and he's mad at the Premier League for scheduling <laughs> stuff or you know, whatever. Right, yeah. I, I love the way Klopp just throws away a game, you know, every season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's um, I just think that in general, when when they were kind of at their best, they had. And now I'm not, I'm not comparing him to this guy, but I would, you know, I think there was a time when. Sala, Mane, Firmino were incredibly consistent. And I'm not sure how much it's really behooved this team to be rotating four or five different players. It's yeah. kind of by necessity, right? Jota's had injuries. Um, uh, Diaz has had injuries. Uh, Nunez has stunk, right? So like, it's a bunch of different <laughs> and factors. And, and been injured too. Yeah, exactly. So um, I don't know. I mean, do you think, what do you think about Nunez? I mean, I, he's, I, news, you know, I'm breaking news here, Brennan, but he will not be <laughs> f- one through four in our rankings. I, uh, it's, it's really uh, wishful thinking. Um, I, there is a player in there. I believe there's a yeah. player in there. Uh, but there's nothing that we have seen uh, of him at Liverpool that would say it's, it's coming. It's coming out. Yeah. If it yeah. comes, it will be a bit of of surprise, but it will be there, and we we knew it was yeah. it was laying dormant. So just feels like he got he got every chance, and he still finished with eleven fewer points than Johan Wissa last season, right? And that just sort of I don't know. I just like I, I need to I need yeah. I mean Cody Gakpo almost almost outscored him in half a season, and yeah. uh, you know so I, I don't know. I just I'm I'm just not feeling it with Darwin. I, I wonder if he ends up getting a move at some point, uh, or or I mean obviously it could go the other way, right? And he could score twenty this season. I mean mm-hmm. he's obviously really highly rated. It's only seven point five million. So uh, you know I, this is a we we I don't know if, how much we talked about this in the the podcast this season, but you know it really is important to keep an open mind about mm-hmm. uh, about everybody. Uh, try to let go of of previous feelings and you know at the moment my feeling about darwin is that he's a you know like a bit of a tryhard right he just kind of can't get out of his own way on the pitch right he's just so focused on being kind of perfect and um it's it's maybe affected his his game a little bit he's like so do i pass here do i do i i want to be the perfect player up front for liberty you know and so it's sort of damaged his his thinking here a little or whatever you know you know what i'm saying but he's got the yips well he's got he's got a little bit of the yips i think and so We'll see how much that affects them. I, you know, Jota is another player who who could who could be an out of position forward, right? Mm-hmm. He's class. He's a lot of movement happening right now, right? But he had Gakpo got moved. He was classified as a midfielder last season. Now he's a forward. Uh, last season you had uh, Jota as a forward, and now he's back to a midfielder. Price eight million, which feels a little high to me Too for high. for Jota. Yeah, yeah but. Uh, so I, I think it's pretty interesting. And then where, where is um, what's the price for Diaz? Diaz is seven five. It feels a little high too. It would have been kind of fun to put Diaz at seven and maybe. Well, you'd think you know, Diaz should bit. be at the eight million because I think Diaz would be rated more highly by Klopp than Jota, even though Jota's a great player. 
Uh, yeah. That seems backwards to me. Anyway. What about Alexis McAllister at $6 million? That seems a little low, too. Well, I, I, it, it's, I'm I curious to see. Before. At Brighton, how different was the way Brighton attacked than how Liverpool attack? And, you know, McAllister's not going to have pens. There's no way he's taking those off Salah. So yeah. there's one attacking yeah. fantasy route that you're not going to get. So he, no, I just, I'm not interested. Yeah. Well, that, that's fair. Maybe he's priced, he's priced accordingly, right? At, yeah. at, at six million. All right. Well, you're giving me the yips about having Gakpo <laughs> decide. No, no, granted, I didn't, I didn't do this. I mean, this is all our proprietary model, Brandon, but still, uh, there's, you know, there's, we didn't, we didn't put our thumb on the scale at any point. No. Um, but let's, let's move on to number four here, Brandon. Number four, uh, I like, I like this top four. We got some fun ones here, Brandon. So number mm-hmm. four is Gabby J, Gabriel Jesus. Classified at eight million, mm-hmm. very very reasonable price. Eleven goals, seven assists in twenty six Premier League matches. I, I went to transfer market because I was like, oh, like how do they do in it? Like in the other, like you know, because Arsenal I think had the Europa League last season and obviously the FA Cup, League Cup. Yeah, I think he only played like one other match outside of the Premier League because he had that that long injury. And so, um, so this is basically what he did last year: <laughs> uh, eleven goals and seven assists in twenty six Premier League matches. He did have an XG of fourteen million or of, of fourteen in the uh, in the Premier League last season. <laughs> I like season. this. XG, XG is fourteen million. <laughs> it felt that way. It felt that way at times. Um, I mean, everyone who watched Arsenal, uh, I think, knows he could have scored plenty more than he did. Yeah. Lots of chances. Um, I don't know if he's got that Darwin tryhard thing or I just don't know that he's a great finisher really is yeah. I think what it comes down to. Um, he's a wonderful player. He's one of my favorite players to watch in the Premier League because he's just um, he kind of does everything. Yeah. And uh, I think you I think you and I are on the same page about enjoying oh, watching him play. Very much so. And what he gave up in goals for Arsenal, he made up in basically just hustling and breaking up build up play that the Arsenal's opposition is just doing doing so much off the ball work and defensive work. The question for me is: Is that the long term plan for Arteta? Does Arteta really need a a Holland esque uh, a Holland type yeah. of a striker up there to just score some goals? I watched yeah. uh, I watched Manchester United Arsenal summer series and. I mean, it would be a very triggering match to watch for long-term Arsenal fans. It's just a preseason match. I know. You wouldn't yeah. read too much into it. They brought in so much new talent, but they just looked really ineffective going up against Manchester United. Like, where are the goals? Is it really just going to come yeah. down to the wingers again this season for Arsenal? So Jesus, I think, needs to step it up this season with goal production. Yeah. Uh, and eight million, if he if he can get it going, and Arsenal hit their stride again like they did early last season, then I do think eight million's great value combined with the fun factor. The fixtures to start for Arsenal are sensational, yep. so he's like on the bubble for me in terms of game week one consideration. Yeah, about a, a definite bubble for game week one. I think uh, the midfielders are, are reasonably priced, which I think is is a factor there too. I mean, you can get Saka for. I believe it's 8.5 million. And so it's, it's kind of tempting to go slightly different directions there. But, uh, but again, 11 and 11 and seven and 26 matches. So really not that many matches. I mean, you could extrapolate that out over a, if you played a full season, let's say, mm-hmm. right. Let's say you played 34 premier league matches. I mean, maybe that's a little high, but, uh, 32, let's say, um, you know, you could see him get up and, and plus with another season under his belt as well. Right. So you could see a, a 15 goal, 10 assists, 
kind of season from him. And, uh, you know, I, I also think that um, I don't know how much this has been talked about. Maybe it already has been elsewhere. But, you know, I think the the creativity of Declan Rice and Kai Havertz in midfield, it's a much more creative midfield than they've had yeah. than they had last season. And I, I think that could really help him as well. I don't think he's going to have to track back quite as much. Um, I wonder if maybe that that takes a little bit of the kind of pressure off him and, and makes it a little easier for him to just be that kind of central striker. I mean, we saw a little bit of that in game week 38, right? When the sort of pressure was off, Arsenal, we're not going to win the league. <laughs> and it was sort of this, the final home match of the season. It had the celebratory vibe and he has a really nice match. I think he had a goal and an assist. And um, so I think that we could definitely see him really take off. I think that this is, this is a player who I think could be, like almost universally owned yeah. come the second half of this, you know, come whatever game week 15, I could see him being really, really highly owned across the board. Right. And that's how Arsenal generally have been priced is, you know, from Martinelli, Odegaard, Saka, Jesus, they're all eight or 8.5. And it's yep. the game kind of admitting one, two, three of these guys or all of them are going to go off. We don't really know which yeah. one. So get ready to One, move two, quickly. One, two, three, four. You know, Feist, Feist said it first and best, Brandon. Another great um, number song. Yeah, 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 that's true. One of, maybe, maybe the great outside of like uh, Sesame Street or something. Yeah. Uh, and she actually sang that on Sesame Street. So there you go. Um, all right, well, let's move on to our lots more to say about Arsenal and Gabby J as we get closer to the season. Uh, number three player, Brandon, is mm-hmm. Callum Wilson. And credit to him. For, for doing so well last season that he he's always been, uh, you know, we nicknamed him Callum the Truth Wilson a couple of years ago, right? Mm-hmm. We, you and I have big, have long, long fans of Callum Wilson. Um, he's, he's, got a, he's got a great smile, Brandon. He's, he's a guy to root for. Talk about Beautiful fun guy. factor. Yeah. Fun, fun player to own. It's huge. Uh, even going back, yeah, even go back to his Bournemouth days. Yeah, and <clears throat> he's the truth because, not because he is the ultimate and he's the only path to travel. It is just that Callum Wilson for better or worse reveals the truth to us about football and fantasy. And I, he definitely revealed the truth about fantasy at the latter half of last season, because there was that fork in the road where it was Isak or Wilson and those who Mm -hmm. chose Wilson um, or, or both profited from that. And what I learned from this exercise, Josh was, you came up with the weights for all these different categories, and I, the the, IBM. I, I could, or, or, yeah, I, IBM. Yeah, thank you, Deep Blue, once again. Um, yeah, I couldn't help. I, what am I trying to say here? I couldn't help him not keep. He kept going up the ranks. I was like, why is Callum Wilson still this high up? Because I have this bias, which is why I went Isaac instead of Wilson. Was I expect Callum Wilson to run into rotation issues and injury issues? The way the uh, the risk factor was weighted in the grid that we put together, you could only take it up. You could only move that dial so far, and. Yep. What I learned was what I'm doing in a biased way with Callum Wilson is I'm turning that that risk dial up farther than it's supposed to go. And it is canceling yeah. out all of the good things that Wilson That's is a really doing. Interesting, it's a really interesting point. I, I, I hadn't even thought about... I hadn't thought about that when we were, I mean, I I think, I think it's right to, to do it that way. You know, I think, um, maybe maybe it just reflects my own thinking, um, or something like that. But, um, but I think that's, I think that's right. I think that there's, because 
it's his third season with double digit goal returns, right? He has um he had 18 goals and six assists last season. So when you when you kind of take a step back for a second and you're like Champions League squad, right? So talented squad across you know across the board. Um you know, lead leading leading forward, when healthy, scores 18 goals and chips in a bunch of assists last season. Um little bit of rotation risk, but I think the feeling is that he's the the de facto starter up front. Um, and he's only 8 million. Like it's, he's actually probably a little underpriced. He probably should be like 9 million, yeah. uh, you know, but it's sort of historically, he has been more of like a 5.5, 6 million player. And so I think it, you know, maybe it's a weight a little too low, but if, but if he had joined from wherever, right. He joins from some other club like Holland style last season and did this, then I think he would be, he'd be higher than 8 million. I think he'd be yeah. closer to nine. And so, yeah. um, I think you're actually getting decent value at 8 million for him. Yeah. It's the truth. He is the ultimate, all things being equal sort of player, like in a vacuum, yeah. you'd want him every game week. The problem yeah. is, yeah, we have that, that risk dial that everyone's yeah. kind of fiddling with him. So yeah. yeah, excited to see how Eddie, how deploys the team week to week, how that rotation settles. And if Wilson, uh, stays fit and is playing those minutes, uh, you know, it could be a little bit like Harry Kane last season. Of yeah. Why do we not all have this guy? Exactly. He, he is the truth. You know what? He's the equivalent of uh, you remember Indiana Jones in the last crusade, you know, sure. when he's uh, he sees this this chasm. Right. Uh-huh. You know, he's about to get over he's to the cup. Take a, a leap of faith. Exactly. Take the leap of faith. And uh, you can't quite see, you have to angle yourself. Right. There's a path, uh-huh. but you have to look at just just the right angle. You know, he ultimately takes some dust from his bag. You know, uh-huh. so it's it, a bit so of a cheat, see if it, you ask me. Yeah. Kind of a cheat. He should have he should have had to just walk it. Yeah, I, I agree <laughs> with you there. But uh that's that is you know, you just have to look quite the quite the you know, just look at just the right angle and you can uh-huh. see that Kellen Wilson truly is the truth. <laughs> All right, there. we probably yeah, we probably uh burnt that metaphor down to the ground. So let's move on to our top two here, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll be uh they'll they'll be they'll be you know, I don't think we'll be too shocked here. But uh, number two is of course Dennis Undav. Uh welcome welcome aboard. Yeah. No. Uh Fantastic. number number two <laughs> number two is a Harry Kane, twelve point five million, one of the all time great and most consistent of all fantasy forwards, fantasy yeah. Premier League forwards. Uh thirty goals and nine assists, uh his best ever goal scoring season. Uh price is fine, honestly. Sure. Um but what do you think about the Bayern or somewhere? I mean, what, do you think he's going to be here when the season starts? <laughs> he's traveling and playing with Spurs now. So, you know, compared to somebody like Mitrovic, who was uh, just hanging out in his street clothes uh, with a with an upside down smile um, in Philly today. Yeah. But Kane is uh, he perpetually a mask wearer. So I don't know. This is this is it. It's it's a little bit like what we were saying with Wilson, where there is this dial of uncertainty and you can fiddle with it. But when push comes to shove, Kane is elite and he will remain elite and he's going to he's going to have a season very similar to to what he did last season if he stays at Spurs. And it is also exciting if you're a Spurs fan to see, okay. It feels like they're very confident and Postacoglio, sorry, we'll, we'll continue to butcher the name. Yeah. Coming in. Nice try, though. You just went for it. I yeah. like that. Uh, you know, there, there seems to be some stabilization happening in the club for what it's worth. 
Kane staying further cements that stabilization. Kane leaving, uh, then then who knows? Then I'm kind of like Spurs could be a total stay away for a while. Yeah, I as time passes, I obviously start moving closer to the Kane as staying because um, there's just the news has come to yeah. a standstill in terms of the transfer rumors. But yeah. I don't, you know, who knows what's happening behind the scenes. What do you think? Do you think Kane stays or moves? Well, I, okay. I think it's I, insane, by the way, if he, if he, if he does, if he's not sold. Yeah. That, that's just like throwing a hundred million dollars into the, into the Thames by Spurs. Yeah, exactly. He's got what, one year left in his contract. Yeah, he'll be uh, gone for free uh, yeah. next summer. So what's what, yeah, what are we doing? I also think there's something to be said for him leaving for a year, maybe even coming back and rejoining another club. It's like it's like when you are out of a job, you just need to get out of, and you just take any job, right? Just to like, just because you're like, I need to get out, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can reset and think about what you really want to do. And I, I, I think that that's you could you could see an argument for it. It feels like a soft landing for him with Spurs too. I feel like. If he goes right from Spurs to Man United, you could see a lot of Spurs fans losing it. Uh, whereas if he goes to Bayern, it's kind of like, well, he left. He, you know, he's in the he's on the European mainland now. It's a sort of it's like a little more easier, a little easier to swallow. It's like when Beckham went to you know Real Madrid or, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I can sort of. So we'll see. I mean, it's it's actually interesting because if, if he was if it was a Premier League club that was doing the bidding, I actually assume it would happen. Um, I don't, I don't know why. Maybe just because it's hard for me to envision Kane outside of England. He just seems so English to me in every way, and it's, yeah. it's sort of funny to imagine him outside of it, like a, such a fish out of water. But um, but he's also great, and and the fact that he is, um, I mean, I feel like it would be so much easier to see how great he was if he went to Bayern and scored like. 35 goals, right? It'd be like, we all, it would all be known for sure, right? I mean, he could, he could possibly win the Palm Door, right? Like if he the went there. The Palm release a film in Cannes. <laughs> you know what? I was just riffing. And as soon as I said it, I was like, that is, that is wrong. The Ballon d'Or, of course. Yeah. I would love to see Harry Kane's hey, prestige listen, movie. Why, why are we putting, why are we putting a cap on what Harry Kane no, can do? That's not, that's, yeah, the limit, man. I, I you know. I, I'll take it back. I meant uh, Palm Door. And I, I and maybe also he'll win the Ballon d'Or. I don't know. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens there with him. Um, he can't be any lower than second. Though and with you know speaking uh, about my own squad, I sort of told myself going into the season that I was going to have Harry Kane. That his consistency is so valuable to me and has been was so helpful in me cracking the top ten K last season and then ultimately almost falling out of it because I dropped him. Like it almost single handedly yeah. came down to that um, down the stretch. And I was like, why don't I mean this guy's always gonna finish the top three in terms of total points and fantasy. Why don't I just have him? But then now we're in this position where you could possibly have him for like a week or two of the season and then he moves to Bayern and then you kind of immediately have to basically rearrange your team and possibly wildcard to figure out what you're going to do. Right. And so yeah. that's, that's really the, the rub, right? Like, do you want to go Kane over Salah, uh, which maybe I'm okay with long term, but I don't like it given this risk. So, you know, and I just don't know that we'll, because we've all seen this, we've seen this script before, right? Like 
it can go so many different ways still, but there's the script where it's like, he's definitely staying. And then three days later he's gone. Yes. Right. We've seen, we've seen that happen too. So I will, I won't believe anything until the transfer market actually closes in, yeah. um, you know, September one or whatever it is. Totally. Dave, who is a Spurs fan who was on last week, we were talking about this and how him going on hot ones was the ultimate move in improving his Q score to pump up his transfer value even more. So he's doing all the right things. Didn't you say he was like the worst Hot Ones guest ever, though? Weren't you like, uh, yeah. you were, yeah, there, yeah. Hot Ones is having a rough season right now. John Stamos was just on, and uh, they're scraping mm. the bottom of the barrel. I heard the, the Jennifer moment. Lawrence one was good. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like way behind on uh, my, my Hot Ones. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking let's go of Hot Ones. Our, speaking of Hot Ones, let's, let's, let's end things here with, uh, with Earl and Holland. What can you say? I, I, I hate that expression. What can you say? It's a, it's a very boring way to start a start describing it's a somebody. Lot to but say. Uh, there's a lot to exactly. There's quite a lot to say. He is heading towards. We can now say this after one season. Uh, he's also speaking of Ballon d'Or. He's going to win it this year, right? I mean, he scored, broke the Premier League goal scoring record, and they won the quadruple. I don't know what or the treble. I guess they won the treble. I right? do think it's, Messi yeah. still being alive could present a pro and being a world that Cup would winner. be. That would drive me crazy if if anybody but Holland won. That would really drive me nuts. Uh, but you're right. I mean, Messi did win the World Cup, but that was like that was in December of last. It should. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens uh, there. That would be super annoying to me. But though. but as um, I think the way yeah. you the where the where you were going with that, Josh, was this is the yes. first of many opportunities for Holland to basically just. Hold the Ballon d'Or. The problem yeah. is... And the uh, Palm d'Or, Brandon. Again, I'm not, I'm not putting limits <laughs> in any of these words. <laughs> Hodor? Uh, you know, it's just a, I don't know. Just want to throw that one in there. Um, yeah, Mbappe's got to be making... Got to make some moves like a pronto if he wants to remain a part of yeah. the conversation. But yeah. Holland is... Uh, I think the sort of Damocles over him is his injury history, that he was somehow able to escape last season. Now, maybe that's, and I hope it is entirely a thing of the past, and that's not something we have to worry about. But I think he ended on, what did he end on, 36 goals uh, for the season? Uh, yep, 36 goals with nine assists. Yeah. If he stays fit, 40 goals has got to be the target. If he has to deal with any Same. injury, then 30 goals is, is going to be the soft target. Nonetheless. Yeah, that's the low end. Yeah. <laughs> The highest ceiling and the highest floor. It's yeah. it's wild. Yeah, and and it's like you. It's it's one of those things where I would never suggest you get in your own head about it. Like, oh, everybody has them. So, what's the bloody point of it all? Well, no. This is how how did you figure Holland's rating on the fun factor dial in the IBM algorithm? Well, that was a tricky one because. At some uh, at some point, when you, someone gets up to like ninety percent ownership, it it's not fun for me. I, I have to say. Uh, it, so in some ways, there's a kind of feeling like, well, um, it's incredibly fun not to own him, or, or incredibly unfun. Whatever the, it is not fun to not own a player that highly owned. So yeah. he needs some kind of. And I love watching him play. I just, uh, you know, but. However, I will say, haven't we? We went through a season with Holland. We went through a season with 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 him, and um, the first half of the season was pretty cut and dry for a long stretch. He was the the go to captain, but the second half of the season 
with double game weeks, with Man City not playing as many fixtures. Um, there were lots of opportunities to go with non-Holland mm-hmm. captain picks. That was not a kiss of death. And I think that uh, you and I both didn't captain him for the triple, with our triple captainship, right? I think we yeah. both went for Rashford, right? right? And so, you and know, so it, it, and he, he didn't break the game. Uh, it was it was all fine. And um yeah, the Premier League's inconsistent scheduling almost broke the game, Brandon. But that's that's a separate that's that's for me to talk to my therapist about because it drives me so so nuts. But uh, but Holland is uh, me and Klopp actually. We need to get together and, and complain about this to, to somebody. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, don't work I, it I, out. I love just him. just yell about yeah. it. That's that's so. I mean, I, so I enjoy having him. I, I mean, you are like a little more philosophical about this than I do. I mean, his ownership is literally like getting close to ninety percent in the game. At that point, you almost should just get him in fantasy. Like you just like have Holland and then you get 15 additional players, right? Like it's that, mm-hmm. uh, he's that like loaded and in terms of, in terms of his ownership. You, so, um, so I, you know, but I don't know. What do you think? I mean, do you, you don't, that doesn't bother you or you're fine with it? Well, yeah, the, your greatest moments as an FPL manager will be those moments when it's, the marginal players that do something fantastic yep. for your team. I always, yep. always think about Graziano Pele scoring against Chelsea, and it was just like yeah. a big moment for my for my rank. And those don't happen with Holland. I mean, there will, yep. but but still, most times when Holland, as a captain, scores a hat trick or scores a couple of goals, you're getting a green arrow. It's like it's probably going to be a remarkably small green arrow compared to a differential (laughs) thing, but you're moving in the right direction. Ten managers out there that that don't have them. Yeah, Um, just just I guess just count yourself lucky that you live in an era in which we have um, VR goggles in early Holland. I think I think I think you're onto something though because what's the point of sitting around getting mad about it? It's just you just you just own him and you captain him most game weeks and you look for other spots and it's like something to get mad about if you want to be mad all the time and I don't want to be mad all the time so that's 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 have where, you, that's where have you ever found yourself making an argument for uh, getting rid of the captaincy chip altogether? Uh, yes, I have. So, I so have, this yeah. this is what's happening yeah. here with Holland, right? Yeah, we've got we've yeah, gotten rid of the that's captaincy true. chip, and now it comes down <laughs> to who are the elite yeah. managers who can manage fourteen players otherwise. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Fourteen still plenty. Yeah, that, that, I think I think that's right. Yeah. It's it, uh, there's just it, it's fine. And like we just said, there's there's he'll get injured or they'll they'll. I mean, the, the the end of last season he barely played, right? I mean, he was once they. We're, we're preparing for the Champions League final and they set up the league. He was yeah. a non-factor. So I, I, I highly doubt that all 38 weeks we're going to have Holland and captain him. That's just not how the game will work. I, I can I can guarantee it. Mm-hmm. And there'll be some double game weeks and stuff as well. So uh, that is our top 10. I hope that was useful and interesting. Uh, a couple of players who just missed the cut or players to keep an eye out for. Um, all of the forwards and promoted teams, there's almost always a one kind of standout option. There has been, you know, we had... Mitro, the sort of last season, and you had um, Tony the season before that. Mm-hmm. Um, even uh, Manuel Denny from um, when he was on Watford, Watford a couple years yeah. ago. Still catch yeah. him at uh, Nottingham Forest. Still playing. Yeah. But going through the the forwards and the promoted teams, I just there certainly wasn't anybody that I got excited about. Yeah. I mean, just to be completely honest, and uh, so that that could change very quickly. I and mean, Emmanuel Denny wasn't on anybody's um, anybody's 
watch list really yeah. um, at this uh, you know a couple of years ago, and then he became this really valuable player for like a ten week stretch. So so we'll, you know so we'll, let's see what happens there. My my eyes are I'm very open to a player from the from one of these three teams, but it's just not there yet. Um, you know, there's a couple other um, uh, Ferguson and Undav from Brighton. I think that um, the question is like I think Ferguson in particular could yes. be a really valuable fantasy player this year. Just it's a little too early to have him in the top ten. Danny Welbeck looked pretty decent against um, yep. uh, Chelsea, I will say. So he's yep. he's still cooking. Yeah, I think that A one E A one E from uh, Forest is yeah. another good one. Um, I thought he came in too high though. He he's priced at six point five million, and that just I, to me that's it's like I just I I I cannot have a six point five million forward from Forest. That is just. That there's that it is anti-value in my opinion. They're just <laughs> yeah. not going to score enough goals. Yeah. He finished the season strong for Forrest last season, but he only accumulated 17 starts, 10 goals and yep. one 11 attacking returns on 17 starts. It just doesn't scream any value at 6.5. No, it's yeah. like no thank yeah. you. Um, uh, Vinicius possibly for Fulham. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um, I thought he played really well down the stretch last season. He did a job. Like he gets the award for did a job last season for yeah. Fulham. He was scoring yeah. the, uh, that winning goal against Chelsea was incredible. Yeah. And I think he can just do the big lad thing. He can do like a mm-hmm. shadow version of what yeah. Mitro does. Raul Jimenez coming into Fulham as a 32 year old severely concussed person uh at a very yeah. small fee of 5.5 doesn't scream yeah. out to me this yeah. is the Mitro replacement so it's still unclear no, what they're going to do yeah we love Raul but yeah I, I'm totally yeah, totally past, past his prime unfortunately and um I de- you know Dominic Calvert-Lewin another player I not necessarily past his prime cuz that guy can still had a ball, but sure. we have we have not seen it in years, and we just need to see we need to see it. So let's let's see what happens. I like him. his price at six yeah. million though, Calvert Lewin, and yeah. I think if Everton can find any sort of form, then that he's going to yeah. come into the conversation, which could be fun. I agree. I just I the, I he couldn't crack our top ten. I felt like no. it was you know we're we're. We're we're now this is the three seasons removed from that sixteen goal six assist campaign, um, which he was really really brilliant. Um, and then uh, Dominic Solanke, uh, Bournemouth, another player I I had down the stretch last season. I really I don't know what happened. Like I mean, I guess he just he just improved, but I really enjoyed watching him play last season. You know, you know, you just watch a player a little more closely when you've got him in fantasy. And I just, yeah. I just like him. He's really dynamic. He he does a lot of things really well. And uh, uh, again, another player where I feel like came in a little too expensive, though, at six point yeah. five million. Um, so he's, got, he's one of those players assists. with just like an incredible frame. And you're like, this mm-hmm. guy, uh, he could have like played any sport and excel yeah. at it. And football's yeah. lucky, lucky to have him. But he's just not yeah. really put it all together in the Premier League. You're right. He looks like Harry Kane, right? Yeah, you know, that's right. Like just huge, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. So, but but ten assists from him last season is really impressive. You don't yeah. see ten assists from, from forwards very often. Um, and uh, and then finally, I, I really love that Minyard um, has clearly gone out to find the the a, a young forward whose name sounds the most like Erland Holland that they mm-hmm. could find. And so, welcome in Rasmus Hoyland, uh, a twenty year old from uh, Atalanta in uh, Syria. Uh, not. Uh, 
confirmed yet total tea leave reading, but there's you know a strong sense that he may join. You said you were watching um, a video on him a couple days ago, right? Yeah, some people will be familiar with TIFO IRL. They have great YouTube videos, so especially doing some good ones this summer on these new players and giving you a good sense of like how the finances might work for these clubs and how tactically they can fit in. And Hoyland, his reputation from Atlanta is he's more of an athlete and more of a a body man. And at 20 years old, he's very unproven at like the, the highest level. So United buying him for around 50 million, it's worth the risk of an unproven player like him just in how he would work on the books versus the guy's name escapes me, but the striker who plays for uh, Napoli, who would be valued mm-hmm. closer to a hundred million, uh, yes. and is a little yes. bit older. So I, I, I wonder if like I, I for a while thought Manchester United were exciting when they were yeah. bringing in Dan James and Harry Maguire, and I'm like, yeah, let's get some young talent and rebuild the club, and that went terribly for Manchester United. Yeah. I do, yeah. I do yeah. trust Ten Hag a little bit more, and Hoyland, uh, Hoyland, oh, yeah. Hoyland seems like he's better scouted, uh, but he could be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think yeah. like everything that seems to be happening at Manchester United right now. All signs, fantasy wise, just point directly to Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. I don't care who yeah. else is playing; it's just like the team's getting better. Therefore, Bruno will become the best fantasy asset. I'm still on the fence. I feel like I'm like the I'm like the final holdout. I don't know. I mean, Rashford's only half million more. I, uh, maybe maybe you get both. I don't know. It's he, um, ra- yeah, yeah yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm reading so much and I'm watching. I'm being preseason pilled right now. I'm watching too much of yeah, this stuff. Sometimes sometimes that's yeah. dangerous. Yeah, because yeah, Rashford yeah, was, was, miss, missed a uh, like a one xg chance at the back post <laughs> yesterday against Arsenal. <laughs> Me- meanwhile, Bruno Fernandez was just doing his thing. Um, yeah, but anyway, we'll, goal we'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Os- Osaman, by the way, is the uh, the Napoli player. Um, yes, it's a shame in some ways because he is the one who's kind of most like uh, Holland. I mean, mm-hmm. it'd be, it'd be, it'd be, he has the physicality for the Premier League. It'd be great to see him join. Um, all right, and uh, I think that is it for us. Uh, once again, we'll be back uh, recording another episode at midweek, and we'll cover midfielders there, and then we'll do uh, part three of of our player previews uh our top 10 rankings uh covering defenders and, and keepers and uh, we'll do that um in a week's time so uh thanks everyone for listening uh we'd really appreciate it if you enjoyed the podcast uh, we really really sincerely love it if you would join the always cheating patriotic community uh it's a, it's a strange time for the podcast world brandon and so patreon <laughs> is a great yes. way to uh to support the cheaters and make sure we can keep doing uh two pods per week and so uh thanks everyone for uh who, who currently supports our patreon uh, community you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating i know that word community is kind of uh corny but uh i will say when i post a little bit about some of my family stuff um a couple days ago there were literally dozens of people who who reached out and and, and said some really nice and, and, and thoughtful um, sent some very nice thoughtful messages and so that's just nice and um, I like that stuff and as you know um, Twitter turns into X or whatever is happening right now if you saw that you know it's I like it's, you know and reddit's reddit's at war with its community right so it's like it's nice to have a, a, a place where people are actually being nice Stay to each other there. and you can find that on our on our on our discord when, for when sure. we were growing uh, up extra podcasts each week yeah not to step over the promotion for our community but we all had those no. friends uh growing up where we always wanted to go over to their house after school because like 
mom had the good snacks and like the parents weren't fighting all the time. And it was just like, let's go to the stable environment to hang out yeah. and play Mario Kart instead of like yeah. the, the, the crazy house where it's mass chaos. <laughs> I like to think <laughs> exactly. of always cheating Patreon as the stable house with the good snacks and the calm yeah. environment. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good one. Who doesn't want that, right? That's everybody wants that. So uh, that's that's a good. Uh, I think that's a that's a that's a very good good point there. All right, so let's um, let's close things out, Brendan. Do you want to thank our producer patrons? Definitely, thanks. big thanks to our producers, Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson. Great to see you, Trevor, last night. Also, our buddy Chris Howell, Babas Coon, James Holland, my shirt brother Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus Yanos, <laughs> and if you want to see me and Dave wearing the same shirt uh, go to the always cheating instagram it's it's quite a sight uh mm-hmm. nick wright lazarus yanos jesse halstead bruce kerr brian chin blair jacobson todd byerly andy portlock at fpl merch carrie swanson jefferson turner buffalo wildmings francis moore sam shower caleb robbie vulgar paulson kruger alex holcomb james keatley the saint bob fox craig jackson shalon f kadakia terence o'donnell paul herzig heath cram thomas tislov noan louise Travis Grant and our newest producer, Julio Pena. Rate, review, subscribe so you never miss an episode. And yeah, Patreon's not your bag. A free, easy thing you can do to support the pod is give us a five-star review and rating on any of those platforms. Follow us on X, uh, at Hell Cheaters, and wherever else you get your social media. If you got any any big uh, meaty items you want to run on past us, just send us an email, hailcheaters at yeah. gmail.com. Yeah, exactly. And uh, all this information and uh, more, uh, I'll give you, hold on, Josh, I'll give you the mic in a second. Jesus, hold on a second. Alwayscheating.com is the website. What what do you need to say? What? No, I was just complaining (laughs) about how many, how many social media, I was just, I was just kind of chiming in in the background. I said, uh, there's too many. I was like, we're on threads, we're on blue sky. It's like, who's, who's. What am I going to like toggle the nine different sites? Everyone's all saying the same thing. Like, I don't know where to go. It's, it, it's like it, we're all it, defaulting back to Twitter because it's just exhausting to figure out where to go next. Yeah. And I have nothing. I have nothing to add. Just like make yeah, it stop. That's why I was just kind of chiming in. I didn't mean to make you uh, <laughs> come to a complete stop there. It was, a, it was just a, it was like a, from the peanut gallery. I was complaining. I uh, love lately. it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Stadler and Waldorf style. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks to everyone for listening. I just I just rewatched uh, Muppets Take Manhattan, Brandon. By the way, it holds up very well. Really, well, that that it. is really, the best Muppets yeah. movie. We can all agree, right? I think so. It's the it's it's the funniest. I think, and it's it's it. You know, some of the other ones can get so sad, right? There's like there's a kind of you know I don't know. There's a lot of sadness. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Really appreciate it. Become a Patreon supporter. Talk to you soon. Bye.